We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years, decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are, oh, we yeah, are yeah. going to talk about spoilers. That here. would have been a huge dick if, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's going <laughs> to shit on something. <laughs> Tell so you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally, anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just you're like, why did I do this? Here we go. I, He's I got really, that look on his face. Really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house, just hauling <laughs> nothing ass, but underwear, hauling naked ass in too. His underwear, hauling ass. I'ma have me some fun. I'ma have me some fun. That's like uh. Yeah, I'd like to do the <laughs> podcast, but when you're a kid and he just busts out and say, "Hey, can I come stay the night?" <laughs> yeah, I used to get in trouble for that crap all the time. Uh, yeah, right. Hey, yeah, hey, Dad! Right. I just brought uh, Dan over. Can he stay the night? You stand it right there in front of him while you ask. Like, like when you drop it on him without any prior notice. Yeah. The, of course, after getting hit, I would hear, "Don't you fucking do that again!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, welcome to our wonderful Wednesday night live stream. Uh, kind of an NHL trade deadline discussion but it won't just be that we are going to have uh, a guest as you can see from the name of the uh video there mr darren mccarty four-time stanley cup champion detroit red wings legend four did i say four fan favorite did i say four or three four no you you were right four time um and uh just gonna kind of shoot the shit with him and enjoy his company he's been super generous enough to stay in touch with us since he was on the first time. And I got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask him this time. And, uh, I'll let you (laughs) Mike's actually one of the questions that I'm going to ask is for both of us. And I, and you'll know which one it is when I ask, because it's going to be my first question. So how is, uh, all right, quick question. Yeah. I've got our YouTube. Oh, never mind. I'm an idiot. There it is. That's not true. As far as you know. It had um thing up there, visit channel. So, yeah, there you go. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I'm getting it to where the chat is to see if there's anybody even in there. Never know. Man, look at us on the big screen. Uh, we got two people watching right now. So, whoever you are, um, thank you. I, I think uh, Superfan Filetti is uh, one of them, but... If you guys get to where you'd like to ask a question or make a comment, please do so. Mike's got it pulled up so that he can catch the uh, he can catch the questions. Uh, it does look like there is about a forty second delay between what we're saying and what's on the what's on the screen. So if we don't get it immediately, we're going to try and get you know get it done as as quick as we can. But um, we try and do this. Uh, so that you know, you guys can join in with us. I mean, that's what this is all about for all of us to have fun. And I know that we've got several listeners in the Detroit area and the Michigan area. So, I mean, this guy started a legacy for you guys that um, might never be matched in Detroit history again. Okay. Hey, we don't know that. We don't know that. You're right. We but hope. Hard, I doubt it. But still, with the way the salary cap is set up, with the way the league is set up, 
it's damn near impossible because when that shit was going on, it was literally Mike Illich wanted to win at all costs. So he, that, that was an open, it was much like the Yankees. In fact, they got compared to the Yankees a lot because it was like, Oh, we can get Chris Chelios. How much? Okay. Here, here it is. And rightfully, oh, rightfully oh, we can, no, but they didn't get, break any rules. We can get Luke Robitaille. Okay. That's cool. Get him too. Oh, Brett Holt. It was literally like, and that's why trade deadline day has always been like a holiday. It's always been super exciting. Clearly the past couple years, it has not been, but um, hey, that's what happens. Not for Red Wings fans. I mean, there's still, there's still things that happen throughout the league, but right. You know, it, it sucks. It sucks when you, you know, I mean, uh, the Red Wings to you, as anybody who listens to us knows, are, are like, send that invite. All right. The, the Red Wings are to you like the Bucks are to me. I mean, they're, they're your childhood. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, to get to go 25 consecutive years where you make the playoffs and set an NHL record, that's pretty badass. Um, you're in a lull right now, but it'll be back. Yeah. It, uh, it's times like this. You were pretty, I mean, we went through it. Um, 80s you know it wasn't until later uh, in the 90s where they you know it started picking up steam but i mean you appreciate the up times when you're going through the down times <laughs> well you hope so you hope you get the opportunity to appreciate the up times there's a lot of people that don't um you know i hate to say it lions fans don't have don't get have never really got to appreciate it uh toronto make believes fans uh you know uh there's a lot of teams out there if you get the opportunity to watch any team that you support win whatever it is that they want to, that they, they can win, then, you know, good for you. All right. Yeah, for sure. But we'll get more of that from the man himself. Lady and gentlemen. <laughs> Lady. <a> legend. <laughs> Mr. Darren McCarty. How you doing, buddy? Darren, what's going on? Here, let me do this. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who knows? Gentlemen, how are you? How you doing, buddy? How's it going, Mr. Busybody? Oh, I know, dude. It's no, crazy. It, it it's crazy. is. That's good. I want to start good. there. But like, I just, I want to start there because I don't, and I'm sure we're going to get people that are going to watch this, that, you know, because you're on, you know, from back home. The amount of stuff you're doing right now is fantastic. Like, well, just keep, keep me out of trouble, right? Um, keep me out of trouble. Uh, sorry. I, I, like you said, I, I, I literally, uh, yeah, between uh, the biggest thing is like I, I joke with uh, uh, reminds me of golfing on Sunday with a buddy and and we were talking and and another buddy of mine's going oh so how's uh, you know you're back in the workforce and stuff like we're talking and and he says oh yeah we were and I was like well you know three to five in the afternoon and buddy that we're golfing with just shakes his head and I go baby steps it's me that's a commitment right that's the perfect time for me right now he's your way into it. Ease your way into it, but but to your to your point though, it's the same the same reason why we're it's important to do this. It's important to reach out. It's just facilitating the love of everything that I have, and um, I'm grateful to be still here for it. And in different ways, I feel I can help. I feel I have a voice, and uh, I like to be heard in different ways. And and it's just to more so spread the love and. Um, you know, talk, talk hockey, talk life. And just at the end of the day, you give people to understand that, you know what, there are people out there that, uh, that do think of life and we're not alone. So 
we have uh, similar passions and it's great to be able to get together and put them all together. And so with what I got going on, whether it's the, the brand or the hook at Woodward Sports Network, my WJR show, doing the Wings games. I love it, man. It's amazing how busy you are, which makes us even more appreciative that you set time aside for us. And we'll always appreciate that. For sure. Um, you're oh, anytime guys, anytime I'll always make it a imperative. podcast. Like, like talk about your podcast that you're on that a lot of people probably don't know about, which is the, the wrestling perspective. Yeah, we're doing, that's why, uh, um, yeah. So the wrestling perspective podcast, which, you know, how cool is this? Get to do it with Dimitri Young, Jason Kendall, two former uh, all-star baseball players and a big baseball fan. Lars Fredrickson, lead singer of Rancid. Um, Petey Williams, TNA Petey Williams, creator hey. of the Canadian Destroyer, eh? That's going, eh? I have a oh, question. Well, now, now it's, you know, hey, you know what's great now? And this will answer your question. I watch pay-per-views with Petey and watch him critique how bad some of these Canadian destroyers and how Adam Cole stole the Panama express like, and, and for such the greatest finisher to be used as sort of a middle move now in wrestling, it just sort of defeated the purpose. But I guess it's a lot, like I said, it must be a lot easier to do than I thought, you know? So it's, uh, it's such a devastating move when you first see it. It sh Well, that's the thing. It should be because I listen to busted open pretty much every day and it drives bully Ray nuts. Because moves like that should end a match. Like, it should be a finisher. Now, granted, it's my favorite move because when it's done, it looks incredible. But I saw um, Penta, Penta Zero oh. Miedo do it to Cody Rhodes on the ladder a few weeks ago, which was friggin' Like, these guys are so good, right? And you're right. And Bully Ray, God, you know, God, God bless him. He, uh, uh, but he's old school. Like, he's that's the guys yeah. we grew up with, right? He's yeah. like as hardcore you know i just did tommy dreamers podcast which was a huge yep, huge so deal to me because these are all all the guys that i grew up we grew up you know ecw all this stuff like listen to him talk about like new jack and how how crazy it really was back then well i i guess we sort of relate because 90s hockey was a little bit different too so everything's evolved yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and I'll, we'll get to the wrestling stuff, of course, because I had a few questions for you on that. But I was just explaining to Greg we were talking before you got here about used to be what I'm used to. Trade deadline was like a holiday, like it was okay. I'm taking the day off work. I'm going to see who the wings pick up. This is going to be a run. This is going to be fun, and obviously things have changed a little bit, quite a bit. So now it's just it's. I'm still excited for it, but now it's a whole different perspective. So on your end, um, like, what are you expecting come Monday? Like how many changes and uh, like, are there any big names that you think that are going to get moved? He leaves, right? You look at the taxi squad move. I mean, am I like, just to say there's guys, Chalosky, different guys, which is, you know, preparing to that you could lose. And who are the guys that you're going to lose the guys that have come in and, done exactly what i said last time i was talking to you to fill the role to teach these guys the stalls the merrills you know the you know a guy like see here's the here's the interesting one for me right and it's the i i know that edmonton's done but like a luke london to be able to go and give them that that face-off guy that leadership to is something that in my opinion this is just me the four-time stanley cup champion 
you know, hockey, this is my hockey brain thinking is that, you know, it, it have to be something that you'd willing to lose him for the rest of the playoff run. As long as he resigned, you know what I'm saying? Like that's because, because he's, if you don't understand, he's such an integral part to that dressing room as far as, you know, Larkin's learning. And I was thinking about this more today because I always got to know the whys and it makes sense. You know, the Red Berenson boys, they're Michigan Wolverines. They, they you know, they, there's a certain, there's a certain trust factor in there. So for me, I looked at, they moved a lot of guys to the taxi squad or uh, in between, which usually says that something's going to go on. But if anything, we're sellers, we're sellers all day. Now, yeah. Do I expect anything huge? No, unless something huge is there that the bottom line, no matter what, still is my answer is what does Stevie do? What does Stevie say? And whatever yeah. he does is where I go. So I think that there'll be some guys that are moved out. Hopefully we get some draft picks. Hopefully it's something that helps in the future. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see a few guys that get moved and maybe next year free agents, they sign back. And those are guys like a stalls, like the Merrills, like the guys that have been solid support guys. You know, Nemeth is also a guy that's well touted as experienced. So uh, Jonathan Bernier, obviously with, uh, you know, you hear the stuff, Montreal, different things, but there's definitely interest. So there's, there's interest because even though this isn't the team that's going to take Detroit, there's pieces in there that other teams need to get to the, to the promised land. So, I mean, uh, another guy, just because I know of his experience and I've won a cup with him. Well, there's two, but Darren Hellman, uh, Valtteri Philippola. And then you right. got Bobby Ryan, who's a proven scorer. That is always so. They have the guys on the roster that that they can move that you might see moved, but whatever it does, it benefits the Detroit Red Wings. So I got a quick question on that because I promised Greg I'd let him talk this time. Um, when, it, when you said – I thought he was like Perry. I thought he was like my co-host Perry. He just sits there and you yell at him and say, fuck, fuck you, Greg, every now and then. And like I, I do Perry. I just wait for my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say Glenn Denning, perfectly, which yeah. best face-off guy in the NHL right now, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. So in a scenario like that, where you said, okay, he's going to resign somewhere, but he's unrestricted after that. So he could very well resign next summer. Are deals like that made behind the doors or no? Or is it just kind of a, all right, we'll call you in a few months when the season's over. How does that work? Well, I, you know what? I, I, I don't know, but I would expect it's something that it – because we're talking about integral part of your culture. So mm -hmm. I would think that that the way that talks have always gone, um, whether it's to acquire a guy or whatever else, it's it's how do you feel? You know, like what what is your mindset? Like there's a difference be, – and that's if, uh, you know, maybe – there's an opportunity where something where you get a return, right? So I, I, it goes to individuals and the relationship and whatever. And I would expect that it, that it would be a conversation between Steve Eisner and Luke Landang. Now it's nothing in stone, nothing prop, but it's a gentleman's okay, sort okay. of gentleman's agree. And in hockey old school or whatever, that goes a long way. It's sort of like the street, man. You're only as good as your reputation or your word or, anything else so um but uh, again a lot of things change and anytime you do that nothing's set in stone so i don't think know, but, legally, but, you're allowed to have something set in stone like that because technically that's tampering isn't it w wouldn't that be qualified as tampering i, 
I would, well, tampering or illegal or whatever that. I mean, you don't, unless it's a, well, they do sign and trades, I guess, in baseball, or NBA, but I don't know how it is, but it's just sort of like, but would, there's be nothing solidified, but it's sort of like, it, let's say, say Mike was Glenn Denning and I was Eiserman and you wanted to go in or whatever and you had the opportunity and, and you were as much that I'm sure that him and I would say, well, you know what, I'll, I'll give you a call when, when you're free agency, go win a cup with those guys. You know, whatever, like the plans to that. So in saying that, if it's an integral part that it might not work out the way the wings do in the plan, then you don't do it. But the other guys, they see Glenn Denning special because he's been here because he's an integral part of that culture because he's a, you know, a guy, a stall and a Merrill. They haven't been here that long, a Bobby Ryan. So they don't have that. But the conversation could still go on. Whether it does or I'm not, that's why they keep me, they keep me on the outs. So I just speculate. I spent a couple hours doing research today because it's hard to keep up with all the different players and, and deals in the NHL, just like it is in the NFL. You got to live it to know it all. The three names that I saw from the Red Wings that were being touted as possible trade uh, deadline moves were Bernier, Stahl, and Ryan because they have something that they can offer the other teams and neither one of them has, none of them have this exorbitant contract that would be hard to, to suck in because even though the salary cap goes away, when the playoffs start, you've still got a couple of months of regular season that you have to make room for this guy. So if you're going to pull somebody in, you know, that's one of the reasons that the lightning aren't expected to make any moves because they have no salary cap room. So if they bring somebody in, they got to get rid of somebody, you know? So Bernier, I think is like, I think Stahl was at like five mil a year and Bernier is like three and change. So those are numbers that are easily absorbed and, and, and quality players. They're, they're, see, that's what Detroit has is they got spare parts, right? Which do you need to uh, soup up your playoff machine? Yeah. Cause they're not the play. Right. So the guys you mentioned, you know, we're, we're are exactly the guys that, and those guys you mentioned, those three are, are here to, build the culture and teach the younger guys how to win. And they're not going to be here in four or five years, regardless, you know, it'll be done playing or, or moved on. So, you know, definitely like that's where is a different, as you're watching the culture build. And I know like you're looking for points in the team, but where are we at as far as moving closer to having these guys and having these trade deadline talks where you're acquiring instead of getting rid of. Right. So there's, yeah, that's where it goes. And the smart ones where you go to the capologists and, and the salary cap and what it has to be. Well, that those are all the decisions and conversations that have to go in. So it's just not like, I like this player and I don't like this player. The money's got to make sense. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, on that point. There's been a couple names that, cause I took your advice when the season started, I'm just enjoying watching this team watch just, Settling in for the for, for the long haul, right? Which, I mean, it's Gross. it's damn near 25, 30 years of a long haul anyway, but this is just a different part of the ride. Um, I love Gio Giovanni Smith. I could watch that kid play every single night. Love, Just love the kid. What, he had two fights the other night? Absolutely. He knows. Um, it's we not talk. just the it's, it's No, no, no. It's, it's a mentality because here's the thing. He's the closest thing to to playing like me he's going to protect his guys he's then this is where i told people earlier don't be mad he has a gordy hot trick and they send him down no he's got to learn how to play they want him i, I know this 
here. I'm not going to tell you, you told me this, but I know this for a fact that getting him down there is they want him to kill penalties up here and stuff, but you have to learn. Can't learn by fire at the NHL. You got to learn down there. Plus down there, he's playing 20 minutes a game. He's throwing down there too. So the, the biggest part is for guys like, like Giovanni Smith is he knows that he's an integral part, sort of like, you know, I was, we do things a little bit different, but you know, he's the up and down. He's, you know, be hard in the corners, be hard in front of the net, you know, make that D man play, stand up for your guys. And that's, you know, that's a guy that I look to be in that lineup playing that integral part, you know, third line guy, maybe second line guy. You never know. Cause he's got good hands too. Yeah. You know, and, and he skates well, he skates well at this level and he's smart. Right. So that's the, you can't teach that. Now it's, teaching, picking up the speed of the game and, and different things like that systems, but he'll grow into it because it's about hockey intelligence. And I like his, and you see, he doesn't, you know, he, he plays his role well and he knows his role and guys who play that role like myself, all we want is look around the dressing room and we feel appreciation. Then we're back out doing it again. It we're like just, dogs. We're exactly like what you said though. Like when I watch him play, it's like, Jesus, he could be, He's like a brand new grindliner. Exactly how he plays. It's, I mean, that that style that all all three of you guys had. You know, it, when you guys were together, it was. Uh, it just reminds me of that. Greg, what do you got? Um. Okay. So about three weeks ago, I was scouring the internet. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. Uh, that bone you just threw me, buddy. <laughs> hey, wait, your name. Your name's Greg, and you talk. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, Greg. For bathroom breaks, I just put the sex doll in the seat and go take care of business. <laughs> I, was, I was bouncing around on the internet and I saw a sports writer from Buffalo had put, uh, he ranked his, uh, the 31 teams in order. You know, the, he did his power rankings. But his rankings had 32 spots and he had the Buffalo Sabres at spot number 32. He actually ranked the Seattle Kraken at number 31. What the hell is going on in Buffalo? Because they should be significantly better than they are. You know, and you, you would think that because they have good ownership. You know, they, they, they're supposedly good ownership. You'd think they'd be smart, but it's just one of those things that, that uh, you can't explain. And it's just when the tough thing with losing like that and going through that losing streak is that, it's like winning. <laughs> you get used to it, you know? And so to me, it's a culture thing. So, I mean, I, you know, implode that thing, but it obviously tells you, and that's coming. So that's a little harsh because he's close to Toronto. So they're really harsh. And the fact right. that, you know, like, like he's, but he's ripping his own team saying it's that bad. And you know what? That was us last year. It's friggin' disgusting, right? Like, dude, I couldn't make it through a first period. At least this year, games are close. You know what it is? You know, the, we don't have the offensive firepower. Where, and I love the fact how Adam Ernie's playing Helm, you know, they're Glenn Denning. That's the line that's established the identity. But when Adam Ernie's your second leading goal scorer with nine goals and Mantha's only got 10, that's a detriment to your team. Not to him, but, but you know what? The, you look around the league. So, um, but it's also, you see the progress. That's what I asked you, buddy. I said, if you took my advice, then you look and you say the progress, right? The progress. And they still do dumb things and whatever, but you see the engagement. You see, you know, Mantha, 
try being more consistent, even with the effort. Like, he had a couple good chances in the first period. You know, the goalies made some good saves, but it's it's just you know being engaged and just being consistent, and that's what these guys are fighting. So the way the, hey, it's easy betting them. I got to figure that they're going to win tomorrow. I mean, they win every other one, depending on where it is and stuff. They got off to side beating Tampa in Tampa 10 years. By the way, Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman are the only two guys that were on in on the lineup uh, that night for Tampa Bay uh, 10 years ago when Detroit beat them. Darren Helm and Valtteri Philpola, even though Phil's gone a bunch of different places, but they were in the lineup, which just tells you, you know, that's 10 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, that was beating too. To, that was that was an ass beating. The name you brought up that just st- staying level headed this season is Mantha. Is that guy? It to me, it feels like he should be a twenty to thirty goal scorer, as big and as talented as he is. Granted, support is a big thing, but is. Is it more so the talent around him, or is there something with him this season that is just like, well, we're losing, not as much, but like, is it a mental thing? Is it a support thing? Like, why is he not turned that corner, which it seems like Larkin has? And and see, I I disagree with you. Okay, I disagree with you because That's here's the one thing, right? Because I disagree with you, and the, and here's my take on on Anthony Mantha. He's a cross between Johan Franzen and Brendan Shanahan, okay? So the fact and the power forward position in this day's NHL, right? And when he's told not to fight because he's tough, right? But but he's fragile. Like, not fragile, but his hands, he's broken his hands and stuff, and you don't want your goal scored. So he's trying to find, right, this year, his confidence and – at different times, you see it in games. That t- so he's and the guys around him, you know, they're they're trying to figure themselves out. Now, the problem with him is that he's he's big and fluent, and we know what he can do. So it's the same thing as like Fedorov. Sometimes you don't think he's working or doing as much, but to me, he gets it's. And if you know, he gets frustrated and down on himself where it's okay. not. And it's, and it's something that he thinks it should be more. But it's also he doesn't realize it's a learning process where he's got to learn how to be consistent, that right? How sense. to be consistent game in and game out. And the that brilliance makes- right now, the brilliance right now, it's the same thing with the, you know, the, the, the sad thing is, Bertino. You know, we learned a lot about, about how this team goes and who their, you know, pulse is and Bertuzzi, you know, when he's not, Oh, but Mantha's a different one. He's your he's gonna be that guy. I, I really like him, and it's just the fact of him getting the confidence in who he is. He doesn't know who he is yet, right? We think we know who he is or who he should be or whatever, right? That's he's trying to still figure that out. But I see, see, I look to see his engagement, right? Last mm-hmm. night I saw it, right? And some, that doesn't equate into goals, or, you know, but it's, it's, you can watch players to see if they're fighting through and stuff like that. And it hasn't been the case of that to me. It's been more of him, you know, finding his role moving forward. So, yeah, you know, it's frustrating because, yeah, you think he should be an Austin Matthews. But again, Austin Matthews is 
ahead of him. He could be. He shoots it as well as anybody. He moves. His like, when he gets going, it cuts in and stuff. And so the thing is, he needs a little bit more finish. You know, it's not, he'll, and I think he'll figure it out. It's just the, the way he is. And he's a competitor, right? So he cares. And that's the thing. He's, he, he gets a bad rap because he's more laid back and you, and you take that impression like he doesn't care, but he does. It's just his, he's just a cool cat, man. Well, two things on him and then I'll let Greg talk. Um, his shot looks like it could kill a man. It's a cannon. His shot is wicked. Um, in two, in, golf ball, bro. In, you should oh, see him I, hit a golf ball. It's I disgusting. I can't even imagine. Disgusting. That, that big bastard. Does he um, have to kill more of that shit? <laughs> wind up. It's at about 340, 350. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, and I have in no means by asking that question, am I on that trade Anthony Mantha train? I that's a guy that I don't ever want to see leave the wings, like Larkin. Like you just he's one of those guys that I think is part of the pieces that are going to win eventually. But it's just, and I think. True or false? Do you think fans get too hung up on goals? All the time, but shit, yeah. when you're a team that can't score them, why wouldn't you? I'm hung up on goals anymore. But, you know, it's a, it's a different league. So so it's it's they get hung up on looking at in the at the box score, looking at the standings and seeing oh, he's only got this many goals in this many games or this. That does never tell the story that if you watch or whatever that cuz it's chances. Look at this. You know, you know what the most telling stat is? How many shots? How many shots is he getting again? Your shit, Brendan Shanahan says your shooting percentage, right? Maybe it'll fluctuate one year, you'll go, but it's pretty much what it is. So if you're a 10% shooter, that means you need 10 shots for every goal. That's why he shot it from everywhere. And he figured if he had 400 shots, he'd have 40 goals. Well, how many 40 goal seasons did he have? A ton. He had yeah. some 50 and whatever. So that's the mentality of not being perfect, but being, you know, and it's Zadina too. It's the snipers, the scores. Now, to your point, I believe the same as you, Mike, unless there's something too good to be true that 19, the guy in charge, has a different plan. And I, hey, trust me, he ain't telling us anything unless when he comes out and tells you exactly what he's doing. Right. right? Right now, we get to do this until he comes to the mic. Cause then, then he'll say, he'll tell you why. Because if you listen, he's EF Hutton. People, when he talks, you listen. He tells you when he came here. This could be a long time, long process. First, he thing, told, he told, uh, first thing he said. So I'm just telling you, just if you want to enjoy the process and enjoy the journey, I'll let you know when it's time to get fired up or when it's getting closer. And what did I tell you first time when he gets his goalie? That's always it. And how, why, why do I say that? I don't know. Uh, Vasilevsky first round draft trade, you know, 2000, what, 13, 11, whatever, like that for his, it, that's his goalie in Tampa. He right. built that team. It took them eight years. Okay. So it's the same sort of thing. I just think that he learns as he goes. He's a pretty smart guy. You know, he's going to do it in four or five. So yeah. that's just, that's just the way that I see a breakup. But again, then, oh, then they got to play the game. Forgot about that. You know, we'd have it all figured out. We'd have so many Stanley Cups, we'd have it all figured out. <laughs> Greg, what do you got? 
Okay. Uh, right there at the beginning, Darren, you said that, you know, you like to have the ability to come onto platforms like this because you like to help. And, and that's awesome because there's not enough people to do that. Mike and I need some help. We need to know where the hell we have to go to buy a Darren McCarty jersey. Oh, no shit. Because you, nobody, you can't get them. They won't let you make one in the NHL store, probably because of royalty rights. I have never owned a hockey jersey because even though I like hockey, I'm, I live, we live in Florida and I hate the heat. I hate the summertime. So I have a handful of football jerseys, but I don't have a hockey jersey because when you wear them, they're hot. I want a hockey jersey and I want a Red Wings number 25 that says McCarty across the back. So you got to you got to give us uh, an insight on where we uh, can spend some money. <laughs> all right. I, I got a guy. Oh, that's what I, I like. A guy to hear. Been doing, 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 them, doing them forever for just this cause. I just actually. Here, I'll show you. I just I got to send this one out to my buddy. So he even puts his patches on them. Oh, that is fantastic. Hey, you guys, whiter, you want a homer away? And Greg, I'll let you choose first. <laughs> so good for you, Greg. No, I can't. I can't do that to my boy because I look at you. I, I, hey, that I, was a test. You I passed. want Mike to have what he wants. Mike, you want red or white? Greg, I want you to pick first. You can eat your egg. Joe you know don't matter you can to have me. whatever color you want. I, what do you guys want, red or white? Red. I'll take white. Only because I have my. Um, I'll show you some white one. Yeah, he's got a he's got a white one. Um, I mean, I, like I like I said last time, it, it doesn't hurt me to be a Red Wings fan, even though I live here because my father's from Michigan. So before we had teams down here, I rooted for all the Detroit teams. At the time, I'm still a Tigers fan. Um, the first Stanley Cup series that i ever watched actually i was in the marine corps and it was i believe it was 96 and you guys lost you lost one before you won one right i got to get that right it was against the jersey devils got swept. Devils, lost right. in 95 and and the reason the reason that i saw it was because i had just gotten back from italy on a six-month deployment over there for the somalia stuff and i missed the entire football season and i was jonesing for sports and I got back in February, and it was the heat of the of the race. And they were showing um, at late February, so I missed Super Bowl too. But they were showing all the hockey playoffs, and I'm like, "Oh, holy fuck! The Red Wings are in it. This is this is fantastic." So I was pulling for you, but that was kind of where I started really enjoying hockey. And then, of course, when the Lightning showed up down here, it made it a lot easier. But I mean, it doesn't it doesn't upset me to to be a, a Detroit fan. Um, it upsets okay, but, Mike because I have to root for the Bruins too because all my wife's family is from Massachusetts. But I, you know, yeah, I know. See this guy. Listen, that's why you're smart. <laughs> that dude, oh man, come on, come on. That's the thing. You can't wear anything maize and blue in this house because I married into the Sparty family. So I mean, it's like whatever. I mean, you right. got to do what you got to do. Right. Listen, there's hey, pros and cons. Whatever the hell pros and cons to everything. I'm Darren McCarty, and I can't wear Michigan shit in my house. <laughs> Hey, Aaron, you come down here. I'll hook you up. I got maize and blue for days. I'll be all right, bro. I'll be fine. So it's God. all good. So hey, you uh, real, real quick, Darren, I want to read something. We had somebody post here, and we actually kind of have a super fan of the podcast who's a very incredible guy. His name's Philip. Eddie. Name? His name's Philip Eddie. Where's he and from? He's He lives there in Michigan. Where's he live at, Mike? In Waterford. He's the one that I was telling you about. You took time to talk to his daughters when they were sick at the hospital 
This this okay. is what, this is what he just said. I could listen to DMAC talk all night. So many great memories and and history. Best ever. Always my favorite. So I just wanted you to know that that he he said that about you. Well, I appreciate that. Like I tell all you guys, I'm a battery and you guys are my power. And it's just, you know, it's that connection. And, and like I said, it's to my job in the next part. My job's done when they start getting good, right? Because then we got to switch to a whole different kind of suck. And that's getting close to the pinnacle and then falling down. You so graciously brought up our first Stanley Cup trip that I'm we sorry. lost in 94. No, no, no. You've been there for the while, Greg. How I'm thinking the whole time going this mother, how am I going to, he's, then he's dropping Somalia and he's dropping like he was helping kids. And then he, he was dropping was like, you know, he's, a, he's, he's, he's very good. Right. You're, you got Perry could take so many lessons from you. Well, a lot of life skill yeah. lessons, probably. But I like how he subtly diffuse, trying to diffuse me going, I'm like, oh, okay. How are you going to do that? Does that happen to you a lot, Mike? Uh, you don't even know. But uh, hey, speaking of the Tigers, how about Akil Yabba Dabba Doo? Yabba Dabba Doo, right? Uh, hey, Yabba Dabba Doo. In fact, I, 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 uh, I got mine is not even here. I got a, I got the camel one. Check that My, out. Uh, oh, nice, nice, buddy. English. I got a. Uh, I got to show you that, Darren. Okay. You'll recognize this. So. In that magical year. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, okay. That one. Got I had I could not get this jersey without the patch. And then That's earlier that year, right? Uh not, yeah, it was it was it was that that horrible summer. In Jersey. Yep. And then I was at a party earlier in the season when Murphy played his five hundredth game. Nick Lidstrom got me a beer. So that definitely was going on there. And when you're a fan like I am, you're never going to get traded. So you put your own name on it. Uh, you so know, I've had this jersey since the parade of 97. That is tighter than tight. That's all. That is awesome. And, and you know, obviously, because, you know, you're fandom. But to get back to my point, so now it's our job, right? Because we know what it was like during that time. And even Greg, to the point of picking up the hockey and, and, you know, from afar, that the fact to get on that, that train, well, that's coming back. Yeah. There's no word. Of, it's, I just don't know when, right? It's, but it is going to be here. So what I want is we know what's coming. It's preparing the younger ones that weren't around, right? So the 24 and younger of why or the ones that were really young and don't really realize the culture because it's the wing wheel nation it's it, lack of a better term. It's a cult, you know. It's a, it's a it's a cult of of greatness and something to be proud of. And whether you are whether you put the jersey on and and a stand on the ice, whether you put a jersey on to stand in the stands, whether you put a jersey on with your own name on the back of it, and you're watching from another state, from another country, it doesn't matter. We're all the same. We're oh, all part of this part of the wing wheeled nation. And, and to me, so to me, that's the family and the family, not when you play and you're involved and in your career and all that stuff. And you, you know, all this, but you don't really realize the gravity of 
how many people that you either have or can touch um, because of their love. And, and I, just cause I played and I had all these and I put everything out there and you could say that, you know, bar none, you know how much I love being a Red Wing. Well, that's not any greater than if you tell me you have the same amount of love as a fan. Great. It's the same thing as my son, you know, he loves hockey. He actually, uh, my son Griffin just got hired as the, uh, UCLA men's hockey coach. So that division is- two. So he's on his, so, so he started like, that was, that was a conversation I had with him when unfortunately he ran into the concussion problems and sort of that sort of derailed his hockey career. But the kid loves the game as much or more than I do. And he's mm-hmm. always stuck to it, been around it and he's put himself in that position. So I know that his first priority is in the next two or three years to try to get them division one. And you know, who knows, but it's great. You know, I'll sit back and, 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 support him any way that I can, but, but I'll enjoy watching him on his journey and then mooching tickets off him. If he ever gets a coaching job. So it's all good. There you go. I got, I got one more that you'll appreciate that I picked up because I just couldn't not get it. Look at that. 86er. Or is that a, is that a, uh, that's a Canada cup one. Yeah, that's a friggin' dude. Right. That's the six five Hamilton. Yeah, it was so cool. It was on Amazon. I'm like, I have to get that. It was like thirty five bucks. How do I not get that? Right? I made the same face you just made. Holy shit! Is that right? And I made the same I, face when he showed it to me. <laughs> bye. Put it up for three fifty. Yeah, I'm shit. If I could get someone Ooh. to bite on that, sure. Why not? Uh, hey, <laughs> well, you want, hey. Right? Hey, you know what? Work on your Wayne Gretzky autograph, bro. <laughs> hey, I'll start studying. <laughs> hey, Darren, I got a question for you, man. I, I, I always ask oddball questions because I hate when I see reporters on TV ask really stupid questions. Like, how do you feel now that you just And we hate here? stupid questions. I know. And I know that lots of times they're limited, but I, I want to ask you this. Other than when, when, when hockey players at your level. I know that it's probably a little different when we're talking like uh, the younger guys and maybe at the level, no disrespect, Mike, at the level you played because it's not your job and it's not what you're going to be doing hopefully for the next 20 years. When it comes time to drop the gloves and throw knuckles, other than Claude, is there a grudge afterwards or is it just like, hey, we, we're done, fist bump, I'll see you in five minutes? You in the bar later for a beer. Yeah. You got me good that night. Oh, man, you hit me here, dude. Yeah, no, it's never personal. Usually, unless it's made personal. Like, that's what made that review and the way that it ended up and the way that it played out. It's, you know, Hollywood. You know, to the, the, the be able to get a freaking, to get absolutely Colcock, the biggest villain in maybe hockey history, at least since I've been alive, um, and get that revenge and stay in the game and score the overtime goal. That's the kicker to the story. If we don't win the game, and stop, and, and the fact that I scored, but we needed to win the game more important than right. beating the crap out of him. I would have got him on the golf course. I would have gone to his house. And we would have, dude, I would have, we would have got him. Trust me, we would have got him. But the good Lord played it out where now I get to live off it and just celebrate 24 years later, which, by the way, I did a sit down 
And I broke it down that 20 minute YouTube on Woodward Sports Network video where it's the first time that I did it. And uh, uh, I was happy the way it came out. So it's you, amazing. You got the just. Greg, you need to got, watch it. It is fantastic. Nice job on that, yeah. Darren. So, yeah, so, no, so it's, it's literally just that. like we're pissed off. We're gonna we're gonna punch it out, and then we're gonna yeah. and we're gonna just we come could, back and get some hockey. We could be mad at each other, right? Right. Because it, we're we just like you're playing sports, and you get PO'd, and then you go at it. Or I take exception because you you hit one of my guys a different way. Maybe or maybe the momentum of the game. We're down two nothing, and you need a spark. There's another one. Then there's also ones like where where you have respect see the respect is where we're in the guys is like when the guy you know or you're up and you know you have a guy like paul cruz um in calgary who i i loved him he's speaking of buffalo he played in buffalo too but tough lefty too and line up next to me we're up five one he goes hey i'm trying to stay in the lineup man can i get a fight and i'm like absolutely let's go and punch each other in the face and then go to the box and it's like thanks man and it's like you do that for guys you respect or whether you know them or not that if they play the right way and you know, other guys, you won't fight, you know, like it's like, go, you know, like won't fight unless you can get them. Right. So there's, there's so many different reasons, you know, so many different incidences. So that sometimes there's history you don't even know about. Right. You know, like sometimes it's, sometimes it's personal, you know, like I don't, and here, not so much in the NHL, but like in junior, no, guys. Oh, shit. No, I'm right here. No, I'm right here. I just, <laughs> I was getting a golf update. Uh, buddy calling in. Um, well, I, I know they're, they were out playing and they're, they're drinking. So they're FaceTiming me. So they're hammered. So, nice. um, yeah, exactly. Um, but the, the fact is, it, like in junior, a lot of times, right? Yeah, playing close cities and stuff. And, you know, maybe somebody's, girlfriend might have been with somebody else and you know that's more junior shit you know where, where you'd see that yeah exactly but you know okay. that's 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 high school stuff or you know i guess for us that's what i figured it'd be it'd be a little bit different at the lower levels because you know you don't have as much well it's more towny right yes the lower levels is more smaller small you know what i mean it's more yeah. and, and it's not like very little you know, even more so in the minors you know that's so Gotcha. It all depends, but but I would say ninety five percent of the time, it's not personal. I think a good example of that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Darren. If I screw this up, I'm gonna feel like a total tool. Probert and Coser did not want to go, but they realized it was so big, and everybody wanted it so bad, they just decided to go. Is that right? It was more or less that. See, here's the thing, right? And this is why pro pro. That was the reason Joey was there in the lineup or whatever. So it was, and it was so Proby knew of whatever like that. And not that they wanted to, but they knew that that was it, right? Right. In, in, in hindsight, but it was, that's where it goes for the teams. But that's what they, it's almost like if they didn't, then they would lose respect for each other. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it was just, that's exactly what it was there. And and those two being the Bruce brothers and stuff, I don't know between them if there was ever, you know, who's tougher. I never got that. You God, know, I, have a t-shirt. I, t- I tell you, I'd rather fight Proby because I don't mind, you know, bleeding and 
being bruised, but I don't want to die. You know, <laughs> like Joey will kill you. Yeah, it's. I mean, geez, I mean that, that that that's when it gets scary when guys that can like end your career with a punch. You know, then you got to worry about it, and that's just the different guys. You know that that then there's a bunch of them out there. Yeah, and it was. I I think I told you this last time. I got the pleasure of meeting Coaster once and shook his hand, and I was like, it is just like shaking a bear paw knuckle. It, it's it was a hammer. You can't, even, you, you can't even. Well, the only thing more lethal. It's proven is Thor's axe. Yes. Okay? <laughs> Yo, then Joey's right hand is Thor's axe. That's it. Sounds about right. It's the same thing as there's only one bigger pacifist in life than Igor Larionov, and that's Gandhi. That's it. There you so go. The fact that he started the March 26th shit with Peter Forsberg. Huh, you know what? Talk about freaking, you know, like a uh, fast. That works. Was ever a player that you would not guess that started that whole thing? It was Larry Onoff, that's for sure. It's twenty in the roster, and you would have picked Ozzy as a backup goalie before Iggy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but actually, Greg, that's a good point because speaking of the dumb questions, like um, you, I'm sure you get asked all the time the same shit. So I had a couple that I just wanted to ask you just for fun, just to see. So when you came into the NHL you get in, was there ever that first hit or punch and you're like, holy shit, this ain't juniors anymore. Like, wow, that hurt or that really stung or that was like, this is a different level. Like, did you ever have that one moment or no? I knew I was in the, with the big boys and stuff like that, but it was, you are so, you, I was told my whole life of why I wouldn't make it as to more to why I would. So the fact that I, when I got there, I felt like I deserved to be there. And I, what didn't matter what punch in the field. Yeah, guys are big and strong and you got to learn how to fight. But I mean, I remember my first exhibition game. Um, it was actually, you know, I played in Adirondack. So, and I actually scored in the game and I fought Jerry Fleming, who was like 6'4", about 220. And he didn't kill me, right? I mean, it was like, but it was like, I had 45 majors in the minor fighting men. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, that was never a deterrent other than, you know, sh uh, my first, uh, here's where it was. When Sean Cronin picked me up in a fight behind the net and got my arm stuck and dropped me on my shoulder and I dislocated my shoulder, my arm behind me, when a grown man picked me off my feet and like a rat like that. Yeah, maybe that was one, you okay. know, but it was That's like, okay, I... But I, but knowing me at the time, it was like, ah, I made it, or I'm here. Yeah, I got some monster throwing me around, separating my shoulder. Cool, I'm in the NHL. It didn't <laughs> matter. I didn't care. I never. That was never it. You know what, Mike? And it's more like as you get older and, and you get more sensible or the knowledge or whatever, then you realize. You know, Someday. it's more to at the end of your. It's like, man, this is a job. You know, you don't, you know, oh man, I got to go and fight this guy. You know what I mean? Is you don't have that same, the same jam. Right. You know, but that we all, I'm sure we all go that in all of our careers. But again, it's, uh, you know, but it was always different because for us and think about it, you're so, we just had to get prepared for playoff. Right. Dude. And, and that's, dude, I didn't miss playoff game, you know, until like Oh nine, but, you know what I'm saying? During the heat of it all, that was it. Right. That was what we prepared the whole season for. That was the grind line. 
you know, you, you know, you try to score 10 goals uh, in the regular season. Drapes had a great year one year. I got 15 or 19. But I, yeah, that's awesome. But it ain't about that. It's about are you ready to shut down their best line in the playoffs and the best in the league? And it's absolutely bring it on because we're not supposed to. Yeah. Right? We're not supposed to. So I love that. Again, just like growing up, keep telling me why I can't. I'll keep shoving it up your ass. Yep. Which is the best mentality to have, period. Got it right now. That's what I'm doing. You know, I, I know. And the difference is, I always knew who DMAC was. He's the fucking crazy wrestler now. But now I actually know who Darren is. And Darren, you know, is doing all these things now. And, you know, he'll bring DMAC out every now and then. And But that's the showman. But that's more, that's why. I told everybody, that's why I love wrestling because it's fucking, because it, it, it never lets me down because somebody's creating storylines. So, so it's not real. So if I, so if I don't like it and you know, I like it, but, but again, my reality is I watch, you know, WWE's the dictatorship. That's Vince McMahon. I mean, it's, it's a joke, you know, to, but it's also too, you know, the entertainment value and you follow, but you know what it is. So, if I invest, I'm invested in AEW, the Forbidden Door, because I know a lot of these guys, and you know, and and they, at forty in their late forties, fifty years old, they're having the time of their lives. So how can I not, you know, because everything you see with Tony Khan is the truth, and you see why the, the as I'm watching it right now is uh, JD Drake. So it's the same, same, same thing, right? It's the same, it's the same sort of thing is is you want to keep it keep it going you want the, the, to be consistent so, so if you love it it sounds like you should come down here for the pay-per-view in in may just throwing that out there we we have discussed yeah. taking a road trip to the pay-per-view for on memorial day weekend because jackson is only about three and a half hours from here so i'm very familiar with where you guys are oh you no, know obviously and i know jacksonville is you know what um <clears throat> I would. I never say no to whatever else, and there might be some things in the mix. But uh, again, with the schedule. But at, at one of these points, you're a busy dude. I I know it's. Oh, yeah. At one of these points, I'm making it. No, trust me. Listen, listen. I told Tommy Dreamer when I saw Shaq get thrown through two tables, I said, "I'd it's a bucket list item. I want to get thrown through a table." I mean, I that's that. it. And he said, "I can have." It. And he said, "It will make it happen." But I love that because. Uh, I'm gonna miss it, but May 17th, like we got a, a the local one, like like Rhino, Rhino and the Impact he runs. Um, you know, so a lot of the Impact guys will be here. Rajut, Rajid, and Trey Miguel, they all wrestle out of here. Johnny Swinger, you know, all those guys. So it's a it's a good time. So they're getting it back going here and stuff. But yeah, I'm not against it, dude. I'm not against. It. I love everything they got going. Yeah, it's, with it's, the Forbidden Door. Definitely on my list to, to get out there to see a pay-per-view in Jacksonville for sure. Um, I got one last just fun hockey question for you. You could go back and play on a line with any two older players from previous generations. Who would it be? Favorite guys, uh, Terry O'Reilly and uh, Rick Tockett. Really? Okay. Hey, I knew one Absolutely. of those guys. I know, I know who one of those guys is. Oh, Really? <laughs> Yeah, those are my two favorite. Yeah, Terry O'Reilly, right? So, yeah. Rick Tuckett. going to beat the shit. Talking oh, you knew Rick Tuckett? Yeah. Oh, I thought he knew O'Reilly because of Boston. Way to throw a curveball. Oh, well, no, no. I wasn't a Boston fan back then. I wasn't a Boston fan until I got married to my wife. We've been together about 15 years. So, that's when the Boston came in. But 
talk is just a name I knew because, you know, you didn't get the coverage back in the, in the late nineties and the early two thousands, like you get now, you know, with the, with the social media and the internet and all that stuff. It was, you, you kind of, kind of had to be, thank God. That's why we're having this talk on a hockey. We're not doing it from fucking jail or something. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, had, Greg, Greg, you got any other questions? Yeah, we had, uh, we had your buddy, Dominic, uh, from S Bucket Cop- uh, Comics on a, a month or a month and a half or two months ago, he he's a really ni- he's a really nice guy. It was it was a very fun interview. He told me to ask you which version of Final Fantasy you're currently playing. <laughs> the whole thing. We're gonna get by now. I gotta buy this PS5 now to play the new friggin' but because the chocobos will get you, bro. And that's the great. <laughs> so he told you the story, right? Of how yeah he did. When, we, and we here's a, here's when you when you are this is what i am going by right because this has happened so much and it might happen in other people's worlds and it doesn't matter positively or negatively but when you're on your path and you're down your path and and the the world gets smaller right that's usually a great thing now that could be if you're doing bad shit too because it happens also but the fact that every how it all happens and i mentioned that because mess bucket comics were where um like uh dominic rogerio I was taking my um, my book, My Last Fight, True Story of a Hockey Rockstar, which I wrote down there in Clearwater back in 2012-13, and he's turned it into a graphic novel that we're working on now. But also, too, I have all these junior stories and stuff. That one? That's it, yeah. And then Donnybrook, right? So Donnybrook is the, fuck, is the greatest, and it's the greatest because we're amassing different teams and – of celebrity stuff, you know. So I have the Burnaby Blazers, which are a bunch of pot smoking lumberjacks from Western Canada, best right? You got jersey. best jersey what? in the league. Yeah, it's you like that, eh? Yeah, I created it. I wait, you just got to see all the different shit I got coming out, guys. Like Me? from different, but it's about the people. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what it what what it is, and and ninety nine percent of the time, it's not about it's not about the people. Or it is about the people. It's not about the product, right? So everything that I rep, you got to know that it's it's the people that are around it. So it's the same thing as why you always see if you if you're part of the grind time family, man. It's it, you're in for life. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. that that's the way it is because it's about the people and and Dom's one of those and and it, he's uh, which is gives me a great access to the wrestling world, the Comic Con world, the comic world all the different stuff that I the, the Final Fantasy VII world, all that stuff, which I'm ex- interested and excited in. And, you know, it's just another way to facilitate things that you love. And, you know, I love it because I know that I'm not the only one. So, right. he, you he, know, so we have fun. mentioned that um, if you gave him the proper air quotes donation, you might get to win the first cup in the Donnybrook line. He, he yeah, just wanted he said, to throw that out there for you. He said his office yeah, is open. How about, <laughs> yeah, exactly. His office is open for business. And you watch, <laughs> hey, did you watch how uh, um, uh, the NW, uh, NWA movie uh, went when they went into the office of the guy and smashed all the records and stuff like yeah. that? Yes. Yeah, we can, we, hey, we, can, we can do it a bunch of different ways. Dom oh, knows that. Ways. Dom knows that he's what's going to happen is somebody else going to pay him for the first Donnie Brook cup, hey, right? My- I'm going to take half and then I'm going to backstab in the book in the final and I'm going to zing him some other way and then bang. 
And then there you go. Give him a slew foot. Ain't about the championships. They, uh, you know what? He, we'll see, we'll see what it is. But well, I, my first question, me. my first question to him was, then how much do we gotta pitch in to be an expansion team? I mean, shit, I'm ready to go. Did he tell you my roster? That uh, so all my guys, right? Because you know we had planned ahead and we have you know guys' voice and different things. But Scott Parker's my captain. He's made so all NHL tough guys, right? Their voice, Eric Goddard, Brian McGratton, Riley Cote, different, you know, all all the different guys that uh, are different characters. That's there awesome. you go. As as we get going, but that's the whole thing, and and then we hope because Roddy Piper has uh, Kilted Avengers, his estate. I know that Dom. I just saw him yesterday, and he was uh, the British Bulldogs' estate is gonna. They're talking about adding a team. I know even talks with like you know a bunch of the wrestler guys. So it's it it's a different avenue, and and you know why? Because comics and cartoons they never get old, right? And you got they're the perfect spot for the story. And this is this is the freaking like R R to X rated uh, hockey book, right? Where all the stories that had to come out couldn't go to die. That to change the names to save the innocent, but. Based on the truth. Hey, and I, I went to order um, a couple copies of each issue so we can, you know, put a couple up for a contest for a month. But I got to get with Dom because there were some problems on the website as far as checking out. But, yeah, it's uh, that stuff is going to be on the way as soon as I can get with him to figure out how to get it purchased because I don't have a PayPal or use PayPal. But uh, it's um, I'm supposed to have super so excited to read it. I think they're supposed to have some res- uh, some representation at that WrestleCon that we were talking about, Mike. Um Unfortunately, Mike can't go this weekend because of family obligations. But me and my cousin, who's a monster wrestling fan, because WrestleMania is here this weekend, obviously, as you know, um, we're going to go over to the, the WrestleCon convention. And uh, um, Mess is supposed to have something there. I'm going to find him, and I'm definitely going to be coming home with something special. Yeah, that's cool. Tom is there. He's driving down and flying back. But uh, I saw him yesterday because I sent him with a bunch of stuff. So. Nice. <laughs> to sign some things. So uh yeah, it's it's always exciting. And who else like I mean damn that that sounds that sounds like a blast. Can't wait to can't wait to things get you know back to somewhat normalcy and you know we can get out and about and all this time away. I think because here's the beauty and I don't know if you got but but what I've learned during this uh during COVID during this last year and a bit and whatever is that really it's my passion for wrestling and that's mine has rekindled and I've gotten into it, you know, doing the wrestling effects podcast, get down, you know, going down different rabbit holes, but you know, I feel like other people are the same, no matter what it is, it'll be exciting to see people get into their something that they maybe learn new over the past year, you know, and, and to be able to converse and educate that you wouldn't normally would Tyson just beating the shit out of Sean Spears right now. Oh, no spoilers. I'm not, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's so good. And, and AEW has done that. It's made me love wrestling again. Like I watch it every Wednesday. I, I don't miss it unless I'm talking to an NHL player. That's the only time that I'm going to miss it ever. <laughs> Dude, I love, see the storylines and the way they broke up the factions and the way that they've done this and to make it, you know, it's like eight, 10 factions now. And, and dude, I just, and and I, 
because I know Jericho and because I know like all these guys are having so much fun, you know. So it's like it, it, it's just cool. Mike Tyson's getting look at Mike Tyson's in the middle of the AW ring. That is cool. That's that's some cool ass shit, right? I I know. I keep trying to get Greg to get in it and and get on board with AEW. And it, I mean, his schedule is way crazier than mine. I got a lot of free time, but um, it's like you said, it's fun. It's it reminds me of the nineties. It reminds me of WCW and, and Monday night raw. It, it reminds me of that era because it's so much fun. You never know what's going to happen. That's the beauty of it. That's yep. the beauty of it. For sure. Greg, you got anything else? Yeah, real quick. Just wanted to, um, we, we don't want to keep you too long, Darren. We know how busy you are and it's, it's late. Um, one of the, we, we talk a lot of hockey on the pod, on our podcast, we t- but we talk a lot of other stuff too, like movies, comics and all that happy stuff. Mike and I both genuinely have a love for movies and and television. It's 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 sad, but um, we we like. There's not much we don't like, to be honest with you. What I wanted to ask you is, if you're going to come home in an afternoon and just relax, and you wanted to put something on that you're just going to have fun watching, what do you what are your go to movies? Something that you've seen? Do you watch stuff a lot? Do you watch stuff over, or are you constantly watching new stuff? You know what. <sighs> I'm always watching wrestling. I'm always flipping through wrestling, or I'm one of those guys that watches uh, people play slots because I'm trying to figure it out. Like that's my background. If I'm working or doing something, I'll put on like a slot video of you know jackpots or people to look up. It's like like that's sort of passing time. Movies though, like if I'm gonna see the, the I'm into the documentaries. I'm into like learning about like real life. I'm more apt to go into history, okay. right? The history, like, like, um, time, you know, like, uh, War of the Roses, learning about different things like that, getting into that rabbit hole. I did, um, and I implore everybody who's a, uh, a fan that, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League was awesome. And it's not, even though it's four hours, it doesn't drag four. It's not four hours, and it doesn't feel four hours. And we really enjoyed to, it. What's that? We both really enjoyed it. I've seen it three times. Dude, because well, I I was just gonna say I've watched that one twice, and that's the first movie I've watched twice because I enjoyed it so good. And I that's just like the, the way that that movie, the storylines for the characters that got in, and you got you know more of it is why I love wrestling. Right is because when and 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 like eight when they pull it back around like the AEW did to the Bullet Club from friggin' six seven eight years ago that's nuts and and to me that's awesome. Also, I watched Kong. Uh, so Godzilla versus Kong, that's what I the, the no brainers, right? Yeah. Which I, which I was entertained with too, you know. And 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 I, I remember saying to myself, I, I went when uh, when uh, Kong. Uh, spoiler alert. He spoke. Um, I went, oh, they're going Planet of the Apes. I didn't realize that. But that that was a I liked the way that did in it and the Titans and the Middle Earth and all that stuff. Like stuff that that I know it's you know, I know it's not reality, but okay. Could there be, could there not be, you know, okay, I get it. But we watch those to get away from reality, and that's why I love them so much. To have fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. The um the storyline it was my I mean it was major but it was smaller in that movie that I absolutely loved was the little girl, the fact that 
she she's deaf in real life, right? Yes, she is. Yeah, she's a deaf actress. She, she's deaf that was life. really cool. Yeah. But the, the fact that she had that connection and she could sign to him and stuff and he understood that, I just like, okay, one, that that's based on reality right there. But the fact that she had this connection with him and he's so big and she's just like this big was awesome. The cool thing is, is whether you know anything about Godzilla or Kong or not, the way that they crammed in the history lesson at the beginning is that you were, and to the point that why did this girl and the, and because he saved her when the parents, like all of it tied in. And I love when they, even if it's just in a, in a, in a sentence or a paragraph or in a conversation, or it's in a five minute montage, you can do years and years and years where there's no spaces. That's what makes great stories is, is when they come along and it doesn't have to be here, there, everywhere action. It's they build. So at that point with your emotions in every way that that's the reality and it's the feel good sort of reality that we know is that human connection, right? To, to everything else. And that's, and the fact that it made sense and you're not going, why, why this? Oh, because, Oh, he saved her. And when her parents died and she adopted and then, they've always had this connection like and you see that throughout the movie when he's always looking for her right the best one my favorite part is when he grabs the chopper and he looks in it to see if she's in there and she's not and then he, and he destroys it but the little subtlety of that right oh she's not in here you're dead you know right. like because in the girl with there's two two helicopters similar and they were attacking kong and he grabbed it and it was cool. I love that shit. It's amazing when the director's allowed to tell his story without having to rush it. Like in Justice, Justice League, the whole history lesson that Wonder Woman gives had plenty of time to breathe, had plenty of time to explain everything. Well, holy shit, it made sense because it wasn't rushed. So there you go. The, the, here's the thing. To see the, to see the Snyder cut and the Whedon like, half and half, like to see the Snyder, like the, it felt like a movie, like you know how it felt like two different movies, or it was like what it, and and it got rushed, right? Like they totally. fed through everything. This the way is, and I'll sit, dude. I'm so I, I like the 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 long like the the twin the two towers, the Return of the King, oh. you know the Tolkien. I like all that medieval stuff and whatever. So I'll sit there for hours and hours and hours. Watching all it if it makes sense. All day. Um, last thing I got for you. I love I fantasy fiction. This. I finally got a PS5 last week after months and months of searching. Got There's the remote. Got it here. First thing I did, first thing, because of you and Dominic, when you get a PS5, you get a library that you have access to of free games. Final Fantasy VII playing it i'm gonna get that I, I haven't yet i'm playing that ghost of Shin the samurai game but i downloaded that right away so i'm gonna get down with some chocobos soon <laughs> get to the chocobo stage bro because you might have to call dom to walk you through it because it's a fucking <laughs> pain in the ass but it's pretty fucking cool so yeah especially if you can breed the gold ones on your recommendation i just wanted you to know that i have that game and i'm gonna play it you're going for an adventure. <laughs> seven, seven was the the big one. Seven was the one that I think everybody and their brother played 
Uh, it was just a monster and it was long from what I understand too. I've never played any of the final fantasies because my problem is, is that even though I love video games, I am so busy all the time with just work and life that I, I can't, I don't have time for a game like that. I just can't, it, I, I would play it for six years before I beat it. And you know, it's disappointing, but you know, it happens. Yeah. Life does get in the way. <laughs> yeah. Bills, bills get in the way. Life's yeah. not that bad. Paying the bills is what gets in the way. <laughs> Suck too. Um, but yeah, I mean that that that's you got anything else, Craig? Nah, man. Just um, if you've got Poor any, man, like, sleep. if you'd like to, yeah, I'm I'm just getting over COVID. My wife and I both had COVID here the last couple of weeks, so this is probably the best I've felt in about two weeks. I was on death's doorstep there for a day or so, but uh, uh, you know, it's past my bedtime, but that's all right. It's, it's totally worth it. Um, awesome. Anything that you want to tell people about, Darren, that they that, where they can listen to or something you want to pitch or you just want to say hi or? Yeah, so I'll try to uh, push everything, Darren. Tell everyone. Where try, to so DarrenMcCarty.com is where you probably is the first place to start. I know that we just um, we got a whole bunch of new merch we're launching um the e-commerce store for the cbd roll-on which can ship everywhere so um can yeah get- everywhere in the world yeah okay. yeah because cbd and cbn and the cbs are uh governed by the fda so it's under the food and yeah so you can ship it across the world and when it's you know it meets the specification and mine is that's my hippie blend i created that and i swear by that as far as you know, that's the best you can use without, without using the THC okay. compound in it, which is another conversation because you can't get high even if it's got THC from, right. a, from a topical unless you have a transdermal. So anyway, so Darren McCarty 4 on Twitter. Um, the real Darren McCarty on Instagram, official Darren McCarty on Facebook or the other way around. I don't know. But uh, just put Darren McCarty in. Uh, check out the Wrestling Perspective podcast, and we got picked up by Fight TV. So I know that every every Monday, watching it is every, so much better. Yeah, every Monday, and I know we're recording our WrestleMania previews tonight. Up uh, tonight, so um, yeah, I missed, uh, and, and and that sucks to me. Like you're talking about late. Cause we don't record those at 10 30, 11 at night. And sometimes, you know, like being busy and stuff. And I missed out on a, some, uh, some cool interviews that, uh, I think the guys just did Frankie Kazarian and they did the butcher. He's awesome. Um, yeah. He's Andy. Yeah. He's, he's just, the aids of wonder. It's, it's really cool, you know, to, to get to hear the insight behind them. I mean, we, we had MJF on and, 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 and great. Dude, dude, it's awesome. And you know what's even great though is that and, and here's the thing why I'm a huge fan is because the kid is he gets it, right? He gets it, but he's exactly not that, right? Like you don't want to break his stick, but you can see why everybody behind, but he's got the the way he think, flips off kids and he never he will not break Great character for nothing. And and I think he's a heel for the next 50. Like, he's so good. He's good. Wait, do you see what, wait do you see what went down tonight, bro? Because that's my, that's my favorite thing. He doesn't work as a face, if you ask me. It just it wouldn't be the same. 
Because that wasn't, that's as face as it gets. It's sort of, you know, like he's not. Like it's sort of, Jerry, everybody hates him because it's, you know, it's always like, where, where's the shoe going to fall? Where's the shoe going to fall? And the way that it's, that faction's gone with, uh, with FTR and Tully and, you know, you got Wardlow and Sean Spears and, you know, all that, it makes sense because they're all sort of like dicks like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that sort of mentality, it all makes sense. Where in you know, the watch. inner circles, what they are. Yeah. And this, you watch. This is going to end with, at a pay-per-view, MJF versus Jericho. It has to, right? You know, you know and here's the one thing, right? This is prob- what we're seeing is probably at 20% of what the storyline is. Yeah. So this storyline won't end till Christmas. I love it. So, so what I'm saying, and it's sort of like, that's a great way to end it, buddy, because that's a great way to tie it all in with the Red Wings. Just watch it to enjoy it. You know where it's going to go to. You know what it's going to get to. So you just look for signs on the way. And for me, it's like you said about the movies or TV or video games to be entertained. Man, I don't have to like the storyline, but if it makes sense and I'm entertained, you got me here. And you know what? AEW is doing something right. They just added a Monday show. They got dark on Tuesday. They got Wednesday. You know, so I'm excited. And, you know, and then you got Kenny Omega. Like, you got Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan. You know, like, that's – it's crazy. Which, anybody who doesn't know, Rich Swan's the impact, a, diff, a different uh, – a whole different uh, – company altogether that they've crossed the line. So I think it's awesome. So I'm lucky though. I got, I got doc Gallows on speed dial. So he gives me the, he, he fills me in not before after he's say, a, oh, that looked good. He's, he's a, the of a bitch too. Have you guys watched talk and shop of mania? I have to find it so I can watch it. I want to find it so I can watch it. You have to, it's, you got to watch both. What's it called? Darren? Talk and shop a mania. It's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's, it's a spoof on the wrestling by all the wrestlers. And it's friggin' hilarious. The best one was the Rhino, um, Rhino, Tommy dreamer. And I forget who else in a softcore match. So it was in, it was all stuffed animals and pillows and cause there'd been hardcore matching all their lives and bleeding on each other. Now they're friggin' hit. Like it was like, it's so funny and it's so good. That's great. I can't, I can't recommend it more. So if we're using wrestling metaphors, basically the Red Wings fans right now are the good guy getting the shit beat out of us. And it's all about the struggle and the payoff will be down the road at a pay-per-view, right? You're going to get some back and forth. Like, you know, like, think about it. They, 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 yeah, they've had some stinker games, but they bounced back and, you know, they're winning and then losing and then winning and then losing. We don't see like we have. It's about progress. Every time I see it, do you see progress? Obviously, trade deadline's huge to see what we're building for. But again, you're putting the pieces together. That's all you're trying to do is trying to guess what he's thinking. Right. I wanted to right? say and- earlier, but the, they're, they are you can't look at that team and base them this year against last year solely on their record because they are a much better team than they were. Yes, they're not winning a lot yet, but they're a better team. They're, they're playing better. They're smarter. They're not making the stupid mistakes. They're just not loaded with top-end talent yet, and it'll come. It'll come. They've got a really solid nuclear nucleus, I think. And uh, to me, the biggest, the biggest addition for them this year was Bernier. 
I, oh, he, I oh. think he, I think he's playing out of his mind. To be honest with you, and they and they played really well uh, in front of him. Um, they as of late they've played better in front of Thomas Grice, um, but he right. hasn't been the problem. Yeah, no. So, but there, here's the one thing: they're becoming a team that teams don't want to play. You start last year; everybody wanted to play them. Go get your points now. They're close games. They yep. play them hard. They don't quit. So, and that goes to their coach, and it goes to their want to play for their coach. It's not about the W's. It's about if Steve Eisenman thinks that these are the right guys for the job, then these are the right guys for the job. Period. So it's an audition, basically. Who who wants their jobs? And everything's open. You can earn your ice time. Earn yeah. your ice time. For sure. That's all, it, and that's the way it should be. Well, thanks a lot, Darren. I, again, I we can't thank you enough. I mean, as busy as you are, which is awesome. I I watch all your stuff. The hook is entertaining. I mean, it's it's a it's a damn good sports show. I mean, of course, I'm a homer, but yeah, it, it's it's common. And and you know, the, the one thing is it's, it's about the people and just trying to you know, as you start something new, no matter what it is, is that you're gonna have your ups and downs. But it's we're all working together because the best part, and this will be. The exciting part as things start opening up and get downtown because we showed it the opening day. It was so awesome. And how cool is it to be me opening day in Detroit to get happy birthday sung by a, a bunch of the fans that I don't know and, and to be able to broadcast down there. And that, you know what? That's the little things that uh, I really, really appreciate. And then I got to go get a real high with Trick Trick and watch his movie. Oh, Check it out. He's probably releasing his movie on the end of the month. It's called The Last 24. Fucking get it, dude. It's fucking hilarious. He written, directed it. The Detroit product placement. And 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 it's funny for me because it's all guys I know, right? But it it's it's like a it's it's like a Friday. It's like a gangster Friday. Movie but, is, but it's gonna, it? it's called it's called The Last 24. Trick trick. Okay written directed it from detroit but it's it's a view you'll appreciate the detroit in it and it's and it's actually an entertaining movie i was really really i i really enjoyed it that's another one i'm going to watch again just because i laughed at some of my buddies that were playing absolute different roles and that they are in real life well i'm i'm sold on it for sure but uh um definitely get me you know the info from your buddy because i I've been telling Greg for months, I desperately want to get a McCarty Jersey. So, um, keep it. I, I will give George a call. Let me know. How'd you like that? I got my own smoke machine. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I got, well, I told you, know, the hair, right? So everybody, the hair is cause grinders back. Do not we open up this summer. So do so not lose the Mohawks going. No, I won't. Fantastic. The Mohawks going back up, dude. It's rock and roll season. So, fantastic we gotta have some fun that's awesome well um again thank you for your time it's it's awesome getting to talk to you um i love appreciate the, the support love that the fact that you know i get to keep in touch with you now and stuff and uh you know definitely want to keep having you on when, when you can find time and as stuff happens throughout the hockey season or even anything in general to base um let's touch base again after the after the trade deadline and see what they did and see what it means moving forward because you know like honestly i uh won't have an opinion to see what it is but we we're pretty sure we're sellers unless 
something happens, but it might. Uh, I'd be looking at the return, and then might I'd be calling. But then I'd be calling Drapes and telling him he's the most important person, right yeah. in the draft. It's it's freaking. You better be out there, and he is. My expectation is just stockpiling draft picks. Maybe pick up a young talent piece or two prospects. I guess you could call them. But I'm not expecting anything but stockpiling for the draft and maybe a couple young prospects here and there. That's. I mean, that's all I'm looking for. That's always interesting who he picks up, you know, like the Robbie Fabry. You look at guys that he sees that there's something in them that he has seen or what thinks he can get out of them, right? Adam you know what I mean? That was fun here. Adam Ernie. What's that? Adam Ernie. Yeah, Adam Ernie's always been that solid player. It's just now that it's more getting the ice time. He's always been that that guy. Now he's getting rewarded and stuff. But he's he's an integral part of the guy because he plays because he can skate and he hits and you know that physical force. So it's all about them figuring it out. And they are. Yeah. Well, um, I'll reach out to you next week. You know, after the trade deadline, we'll see if we can work out another day, and we'll we'll cover everything and see what happens with not only Detroit but around the league and see what happens. Thanks, Darren. Very, very much for your time, man. Appreciate you so much. All right, guys. Thanks for the support. We'll see you guys down the road. Hey, right, Darren. Go away. Hey. Go away. Go <laughs> All right. That's awesome. That was great. It's, of course, I mean, talking hockey with anybody is always fun, but when you do it with an actual NHL player from your hometown, not too bad. Well, uh, I mean, a hero. He's a hero. Yeah. I mean, he's... You know, that would be like me getting to, I don't know, that would be like me getting to talk to Bobby Bowden or something. You know what I mean? It's just for people in that area, he's. Call him. He's not busy. Yeah. Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's just waiting for Greg to call him. You don't know that. I, 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 I pretty sure I do. <laughs> That's funny. All right, man. Well, that was fun. I'll, uh, you know, we'll reach out to him next week and we'll have a, uh, another go around and see what happens afterwards and go from there. So you got somebody texting you some messages here. Who is that? Me? Yeah. On, on YouTube, somebody, uh, JMS sports card says, what's up, Mike, go bolts, rays and bucks. My teams have been hot. I well, hold on because I, I, I only seen one person on there. I assumed it was Phil, but I love the fact that you said we had someone else on there. Yeah. Awesome. I will definitely answer that. Tag is tag is JMS sports cards. I was gonna I was gonna look them up and uh I mean it's a sports cards place. Hey, we'll we'll give you some free love. JMS sports cards. Hopefully it's a store that you can go find some uh I'm gonna I'm gonna look them up when we get done here. So De definitely for Joshua sure. Smith. Hey, hey hi Joshua, how you doing, man? Hey, look at that. We got a viewer. Yeah. Someone yeah. other than other than Phil, who we will always thank profusely. We, uh, we, hey, uh, we appreciate you watching and, um, I'll throw out some info. So if you'd like to contact us, you can, you can hit us up at, uh, top five for fighting.com or top five for fighting on Facebook, or you can throw out, um, uh, top five for fighting on Twitter, top five for fighting at yahoo.com. If you want to send us an email, it's get a, get a free plug for your business. Cause it sounds like you got a card shop and Hey, if there's anything I love, it's comic books, sports cards, and dungeons and dragons gear. So there you go. All the above. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look them up and find out about them. So thanks for thanks for watching and thanks for chip for uh for chipping in, man. We appreciate that very 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 much. Appreciate it.
All right, let's get out of here. Yep. Have a good night. Uh, this will be, I'll post it tomorrow. Bonus episode. Love it. Dude, he's so cool. It's awesome. Nope. It is a former student of Mike. What? Joshua Smith. Oh, little Josh Smith. Oh, yeah. There you go. He's a beast. Good right. kid. Good kid. Right. Well, hey, Josh, thanks for uh, Joshua. I'm going to call you Joshua until I get the uh, written and signed uh, go ahead to call you Josh because some people take that shit personal. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, have a wonderful week. Uh, be safe. Love each other. Go ahead, and say it, Mike. <laughs> go ahead and say it, Mike. Don't be a dick. No. Go I mean, Wings. There you go. You just got done talking to Darren McCarty. Go Wings. All right. You saw how we said at the same time, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. That so, was awesome. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful day. See ya. Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How do you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard. That sounds good. I was literally I can smell the freedom. He always buries something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I it's first like met a cat Nick. in a litter box. <laughs> All right. Good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. You know, whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry. Literally. And it's it's just it's amazing to me.